and at the same time, why wouldn't it? Because I'm 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 not practicing what I'm preaching this this week or last week either. So, um, and so often I hear people talking about, you know, well, it just seems like this, that, and the other. And, and the first thing, one of the first things um, usually is, well, are you are you praying? Are you in the Word? And so God is teaching me to to do the same because I do believe that it truly makes a difference when we sit down and make time for God, whether it's you know in prayer, reading our Word. Preferably in this world, we need, I think we need both as much as we can. So I'm feeling a bit run down, but I, I really do believe it's because I'm not silencing my life enough um, or mm-hmm. as much as I used to. So other than that, weather here is, is, is beautiful as well. Yesterday and today was just absolutely beautiful here. Um, never know really day-to-day what it's going to be. They say one thing, but... Um, I think we're supposed to get some more rain, but other than that, things are great. Um, and I'm 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 thankful for this tonight again because it puts me in the word and and closer to where where I need to be. So we're, I'm gonna wing it. Although I've read Romans, I have not reread nine and ten for this show. So I'm gonna wing what I know and let it go. So my little Dolly is growing, and she's just, um, gosh, blossoming to this, I, I don't know if I call it real-life person now, because she's responding and, and and getting us to respond. I think I told you, Rodney, she was she's gotten to this point where she wants you to talk to her, and when you don't, she just kind of screams out, and then she just looks at you and laughs so you can talk to her. And then we we actually just tested her on sure we we were right. We wouldn't talk to her again and she'd look for a long time and finally she'd just do it again, like, Talk to me <laughs> you know. So um, I'm really, really enjoying her and, and, and getting getting my time in. So I'm thankful for that 'cause um as grandparents we never really know what, what we will get but I I'm 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 um I'm thankful that I've had some time with her and and she will know me. So I heard a um we had a floating pharmacy come to our store and uh I was talking about Zolly, about me having to keep Zolly and she was telling me, she's like, You sound so happy about having to keep your grandbaby I was like, I am and she was like, My daughter would love you She said, 'Cause I don't I don't like that. I'm not that kind of grandmother and she was a few years older than me and I'm just like, I don't know how you how do you not be? Like I don't know how to relate to that. Um and she was just saying how tells her daughter, you know, you shouldn't have waited till I got this age and I'm like, Shoot, I wanna be ninety keeping my great grands if I can like so I just I don't get that. So I'm really, really enjoying Zolly. So uh other than that, life is kind of life. <laughs> is Zolly with you tonight? She is not. If I could have her, though, I would have her right here. Y'all will hear a, a little baby, or she'd be sitting here looking at me. But, but no, she's home. She's home. So with her mama and daddy. Yeah. <laughs> I wish, though. Okay. I wish. Oh. Um. I want to make a quick announcement, and I'm, I'm going to try to remember to do it again um, about our, our our women's women of empowerment conference. Um, it's kind of a it's a business summit slash 
um, ribbon cutting ceremony for our Memphis chapter, um, which is June 15th from 2 to 5. And we are looking for vendors um, for the for the event. There's going to be speakers um, on on various topics. However, because it's a business summit, we are going to speak on um, taxes. You know, just kind of running your business professionally and as a business. Um, speak on taxes, your business plans, plans, grants, all those things. But what I'm really excited about, Rodney, is um, I think you and I talked a little bit about this, um, just having we're looking for four speakers, kind of like a TED Talk thing, but we're going to call it Her mm-hmm. Vision Talk. So um, looking for a few speakers to kind of headline that, and we're going to have uh, – we have four speakers, five including myself, but I'm kind of very quick, um, just kind of emceeing and getting it through. But we're looking for four. We're going to have two during the first, uh, in between the first two speakers and then the other two in between the second two. So I'm excited because I, I just know how it is to try to get your first. Rodney, I think you can attest to that as well. Like just trying to get that, get 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 your voice on stage. I know that there's so many people out there, and typically what happens is those who get it and get it pretty quickly, um, most times they, they get it, not all the time, but most times they get it by way of association. I want I want someone to just, um, what I think we're going to do is just have a quick little audition for, for it. Um, I'm trying to figure out a way to, to make that happen before and in time enough and they're each going to have about five to seven minutes to kind of give it, like their their prolonged elevator speech, because they say elevator speeches is about, you know, what is it three seconds or three minutes, something like that. I don't know, but um, just to give them that that give them the floor, and they can speak on whatever it is that they'd like to speak on, as long as it's empowering. It doesn't have to be about business because this is about business and your professional and personal life. So um, I'm excited, more excited about that part because, again, I know how it feels to, to have that desire, that yearning to, to get your message out and to feel like where, where do I go, who's going to let me do it. So um, I'm going to post more about it, uh, but I just kind of wanted to get it out, and then I'll speak a little bit out about it before we end as well. Okay. Any announcements for you, It's June 15th. June 15th is on a Saturday um, here, and we don't have any speakers. Like our main speakers are not from here. They're coming from a little bit of everywhere. I don't have that in front of me, but um, – but it's June fifteenth, two to five, and so I'm excited. And the 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 Memphis chapter here, we decided to go with her vision is the name of the uh, Memphis chapter, and that's just healing, empowering, and re- and restoring. And we want to do that with to each other, help each other do that, because so often I think we try to move forward without healing some areas in our lives. And so that's the topic. That's that's the name that we came up with um, for the organization. But it's June fifteenth from two to five. So I'm excited okay. about it. Yep, I'm excited. So 
We just got to get some more members, but I'm sure we'll get that as we continue to have our events and grow and all of that. Yeah, it it's amazing the, the struggle that you have um, trying to uh, gain support in the in the in the beginning, and also trying to gain support from the uh, the people who you uh, talk to or deal with uh, the most. But um, but then once you take off, <laughs> you you get a whole lot of uh, phone calls and text messages and, and recognition. It, it's amazing how that works. But we're we're gonna believe with you with you that it would be a uh fantastic event. And uh even though we're not there, I mean let us know if, if there's anything that we can do to uh to promote uh to promote your event. Oh yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah it's funny you mention that because um we were having a conversation actually this morning about how um and it was I was having it with Jimmy and he was just saying that he thinks that I'm in the wrong and I've had several people tell me that but he says I just think you're in the wrong city for what you what you desire for people to have he says I just don't think that the majority of the people here truly want what you want to give people like they don't really want change and and even with this organization, I had so many people, well, I won't say so many, but many, many women, you know, like, oh, yeah, 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 this is exciting, I want to do this, da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da, haven't heard from them, haven't heard from them at all. And so it's like we get gung-ho, we get, we get excited about being excited about something new, but when it comes to doing something um, or making it happen, we 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 don't. We just stand still, and like you said, Rodney, we talk about this a lot until it's it's flowing and it's and you're you're getting some acknowledgement um, from someone that or something that they see as already making it, or or something that says to them, oh, this is going to go far. And mm-hmm. I'm just I'm realizing more and more that substance and 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 true compassion, integrity, like morals, values, those things that Dale used to talk about, we society is losing, has lost, not is losing, has lost it. Um mm-hmm. even in the way that we respond and so that left me many things here lately has left me and I'm just gonna be very honest. So, and I'm not. I'm not gonna apologize because it is what it is. It has left me really uh, re- searching, searching my life as far as who's in my life, because you know I've heard for for a long time that you are as great as your circle, basically, or the people. You know, look at your. You look at the five people in your life, and da 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 da, and nothing against. I don't. I don't know if I really have five now anymore because my 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 circle is probably a, a um um a hyphen or something like that. <laughs> now it's not the circle. It's it's whatever. Yeah, it's like I don't know what it is. What you would call that? But I, and I and as I as I think about that, I think about all the years. Um, 
I don't know. You just you have to start looking at things like that. Not that I'm any better, any greater, but I'm going to tell you guys, I do want to get out of my own space. I do want to grow. I do I want to continue to become unlearned even spiritually. Spiritually, I've been just thinking about how how it it kept me in bondage for a while, not free at all. Like even thinking that God 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 is angry at me, God is not pleased with me. Um and so I've started to look at my personal relationships and I see a lot of the way I am and have been, the things I've come from and still the things that I continue to learn about myself in order to grow that spiritually I was in bondage. Physically, I was in bondage. Emotionally, I was in bondage. And there's this cycle that continues. And somewhere along the way, we individually have to make a decision and then take action to it. It's like I was listening to the Mary Mary song, um, Go Get Your Blessing. I guess that's the name. I think that's the name of it. And she says, says like, looking through a telescope. And, like, your faith is not small and everyone has a season. Go get your blessings. Um and you got to do something different. you got to do something that you never did. And it's like we're not really willing to do something that we've not become accustomed to doing or that we're used to doing. Yet we want whatever it would produce if we did it. Like we want that or we say we do, but um, doing the work, and I get it because I still have to force myself out of my head a lot of times about a lot of things, but I realize that I need to, that I, and some people deny that. They deny that there is a need to be free in, in within who you are, to be free within that so that God can use us, that God can show us who we are, so that it's kind of like that that movie I was watching. The girl, the girl told her husband, you know, God loves you so much, but He loves you too much to just like you are. You know, He loves you so much just like you are, but He loves you too much to let you stay like that. And 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 I I want to always think that that that's how that's how God feels about me, but just because we 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 follow. We put such value and we have a definition for success that is based on things um, rather than people, rather than who they really are. You know, it's what you have, mm-hmm. not who you are. And so I've just been, been truly soul-searching um, on another level. Like, it's just to the point where I feel like I'm kind of out of space. Like I'm like I'm here, but I'm not here, in a sense. So, very timely for us to be back in our in the word, so to speak. Well, and and Tammy, um, uh, while you were talking, it, it kind of made me think about Romans chapter nine. But before before we get into that, um, I'll go back to something that I said last week. We. We could have made the work of Nipsey Hussle so um, popular and, you know, brought it to the light while he was living um, 
instead of what we're doing now. And not to say that what's going on now is a um, is a bad thing, you know, because it's important for people's legacies to go on and for their work to go on. The problem is when you don't have the proper foundation for anything, it's not going to last but so long. And, you know, I've started to um, hear the conversations regress. And, you know, people were, you know, when he was first shot and killed a few weeks ago, you know, I mean, I saw nothing but, you know, comments and people sharing quotes from him and, you know, people talking about his music and, you know, then his record sales went up, all of these things. Um, and, I mean, I have I even heard them acknowledge him on um, NPR. And I don't think NPR knew who Nipsey Hussle was. And so, I mean, you know, people were, you know, talking about him, you know, in, you know, in, in all of these media outlets. But since his funeral, I've started to see a decline. I still see it, but I've started to see a decline. And I think that's the danger of, um, you know, hopping on a bandwagon or only, you know, promoting something when it's trending. Because now the conversation's, are about Wendy Williams and and her husband and how she divorced him, how she is going what? about divorcing him. Wendy divorced, divorced Wendy Williams divorced her husband. She is she she uh, she she serves in papers. What? Yeah. <laughs> so you know her. Um, huh? You have to catch me up on that one. I haven't heard about that one. Well, I think the final straw, I think she knew he, huh? I heard that she was having some drug issues, but I didn't know that she was divorcing her spouse. Yeah, she had been like, she finally came out and told everybody that she's been in and out of a sober house. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, um, I also, I think that she's known for, you know, a very long time that he's, you know, cheated on her. But I think the final straw was about two or three weeks ago, his mistress delivered their delivered their baby. Oh, wow. So now, you know, so, so then shortly after that, she served him divorce papers. And I think uh, she had them delivered, like, on set because he's the executive producer of her show. And so that's the kind of stuff that, you know, we're hearing about in the news now or I've been hearing about these rappers getting arrested for drugs and all of this crazy stuff. And I'm like, look at how quickly we can turn from something positive right back to something negative. And yes, Nipsey Hussle may be gone, but there are people, there are Nipsey Hussles in neighborhoods today who we who we are not trying to uplift 
or or promote or support. And so I think that there's a danger in the way that, you know, we put people out there. And in Romans chapter 9, I thought something was very interesting, Tammy, because it recalled the scripture. Uh, Let's see, I had it put, I had it marked down here, but um, oh, it says in, in Romans 9, verse 13, it says, As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. For he saith to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. So I thought it was interesting, um, and we can go back to the beginning of the chapter too, but I thought it was interesting that they recalled that scripture. And then when you were talking to me, it just made me think about choices. And even with God, God makes choices. And he says, um, he said to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So he makes a choice. God makes a choice as to who he has mercy on. As to who he has compassion on. And that's why, and, and, and Tamaria had stepped step out for a second, but her and I have this conversation all the time. That's why it can be mind-boggling if you try to figure out why good things happen to bad people and why bad things happen to good people. It can be mind-boggling. Because we don't know why this person who we look at and we say, ooh, they didn't deserve that. We don't know why God allowed it. Or when we look at people who are, uh, who are wealthy and, you know, it seems like they have everything, but then when you talk to them, you're like, you're such a, a, a mean-spirited person. And so we, we, we look at, you know, and we look at them and we say, why would God bless them? But that's the thing. We don't know. But the scripture says he makes a choice. He makes a choice. If you if we think about Tammy, um, if we think about the number of times that we have been on the road traveling somewhere, how many accidents we've seen versus how many accidents we've actually been in, probably a huge gap in that number. So. We we can ask, 
but we won't know why it is that God allowed us to get to that point five minutes later, ten minutes later, and why he allowed those people to be there at that time. It's something it's it's something to think about. And and I'll finish with this, Tammy. When it comes to making choices, going back to what you t- you were talking about, you know, in terms of our circles and things like that, if God is making choices, and the people around God is making choices about who He's going to have mercy on. The people around you are making choices. When, where, or how they're going to support you or who they're going to support, is it that we keep giving away our power to choose? God makes choices. Everybody else. The, the, the people around you make choices. So why is it that you are afraid to make decisions or why is it that you keep forfeiting your right or your power to make them? Tell me back over to you. Well, I mean, that's a good question, and I, I'm going to ask you why. Before, well, let me, okay, I'll come back. I'm gonna, I want to come back to verse 22. Verse 22. When we, when you answer this question, but why do you, why do you think people flip flop? Oh wow, that reminds me of a Bible study I did. But flip flop back and forth. Why do you think we're not as grounded as um, we should be in in decision making? Tammy, I think, um, I think our biggest fear is what people will say about us, how they will view us, or how they will react to the decisions that we make. And so when we make decisions, we don't make decisions uh, that are the best for us. We make decisions based on how we think the people around us or the people closest to us want us to make those decisions because we are afraid that if we go one way, we might lose some people. And so, or we go the other way, we might lose some some different people that way. So we become torn. And then there are times that, you know, we just, want to I think we I think we get it in our head that if I make this decision I can see smiles on people's faces. I can I can, you know, hear them say that they're proud of me. And I want to be I think we have a desire to be right with man, not necessarily God. We have a we have a desire to make sure that while we're on this earth we don't piss off any human beings. And usually people who are like that always wind up getting hurt. 
people who will make decisions, who will do what they who who will do what it is that they want to do, those people can live with their decisions even when they are wrong. Mm-hmm. But I think I, I think there's a huge desire to be accepted by earthly beings and we don't necessarily care about being accepted by God. And sometimes we confuse the two, like I used to do. Sometimes we think that if our pastor pleased with our decision, then that means God is pleased with our decision. That's not anywhere in the Bible. Or we think that, oh, mom is proud of me. So is God. You can't replace God with any being. And God does not want any of us to be miserable. So if what you're doing is making you miserable, you know it's not of God. Tammy? Okay. I I, I agree. Um, it, it is, I think it's more like you're saying, um, in my words, I would say like we are, we are we want to please the world. We want to please the outside. We want to look like we fit into a world that scripture tells us not to conform to. And and I know I think you talk about the fence, you know, you know, battling straddling that fence a lot. Um and I know to a degree maybe maybe we all we have I think we all have some areas but I think the one of the best things we could do for ourselves is be honest. Because I used to always tell mm-hmm. Brandon, um, the greatest lies are the lies that we tell to ourselves. In some some mm-hmm. in some way, shape, fashion, then we believe them, although we know they're lies. And so it, it, it comes a time when we just have to truly, truly search our souls and be who we are. I, you guys, well, I don't know mm-hmm. if I talked about Asia on on the show, but I know right now I mentioned Deja to you, and as you were talking, it I thought about Deja because Deja is so cut and dry until, and at the same time, she is so respectful to those people who she feels deserve are deserving of it. Now she feels that you don't. Mm-hmm. Deja has since um, left. She just she. Somebody somebody said something wrong to her, and she just was like, you know what, y'all doing too much. I can't be here. And they just laughed. <laughs> and she said it like she was just saying, hey, Miss Davey, you know, just kind of like that. And so I got the word I was here at home. And what 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 kind of flips me out with it, because de- people see Deja as this this mean da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I talked to Deja about two days ago, and she was like, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, okay. Just like a totally different person. And I just, I hung the phone like, what is it? But she is just, she, there's no in-between. You, you, if, if she gets you, you get her. If she don't get you, you don't get her. Or whatever, she is cut and dry. And I love <laughs> love it. I love it because 
you know what you're going to get. You're going to get real. And there's mm-hmm. no image. And so, and, and, and I truly feel like in order for, for us to grow and even for God to use us, we got to first know where we are, who we are, and be okay with all of it. Because mm-hmm. as long as we are, uh, are lying to ourselves about who we are, what we are, what we want to do, what we don't want to do, and, and that kind of stuff. Even, even that makes me think about our young people who make decisions about life based on um, what society says we should do. I was having a conversation with a lady just about something as simple as um, college is not for every student, and we need to stop making kids feel bad because there's some there's some young men who love to cut hair. There's some young men who love to fix on cars. And and so why do we take those trades away? You think and she bought up heating and, and plumbing and I think how it came up she was telling about her son. That's what that did not want to go to college. He wanted to do heating and air. And I'm like, that's you know how you know how important they become when your air goes out in the summertime. Or you're in the winter. I mean, so why do we make these young people feel like you have to go get a four-year degree? Why don't we nurture them in in that trade while they have that burning desire and that passion for it? And the same, I think, we, we try to fit in to a world that when we have made a choice to serve God that we don't belong to that we simply don't belong to. Um, I finally, finally, after much, 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 much talk, turned my, got my cable turned off. And, y'all, I don't miss it a bit. Like, I seriously do not miss it. I was thinking, because every time I got ready to, it was something coming up, a game that somebody wanted to see, a fight or something. And I'm like, I'm, y'all can see this somewhere else. You can't see it here. <laughs> and I do not miss it. To get I, exactly. Like, and when you think about how this rat race that we are running, and y'all, I look at people, I look at people, especially since I'm able to work around people. People are slowly, spiritually dying. Like, there's this, people are tired. I've heard parents come in and talk about how their children are depressed, moving back home, they're on medication, yet they have college degrees, they have these six-figure jobs in some cases. Um, They're just losing, they're not losing, they've lost the essence of who they are. Like we're running this rat race that sends us in this, this, this we get caught up in this tornado that just goes from city to city or, or maybe area, your area to area in your city. Like people just look unhappy. And I'm talking about young, middle-aged, and some elderly as well. And I'm thinking... At sixty, sixty-five, 
do I really want to be this, will I be this miserable? And if so, why? So I'm I'm trying to figure out what has what has allowed you to get here? What has helped you get here so that I don't do it? And when I for the people that I know or have um a relationship with or I know of, it's one common thing that I, I, I think they all did was they never really got to be who they were created to be. And they lived this, this false they had this false sense of life. They've adapted to the journey that they made a choice. I'll say that word, Rodney, because you, you stuck on that tonight, that they've made a choice because either way, good or bad, we make choices. We make, we make them all day, every day. We make them. Mm-hmm. So I, common factors is people, people feel lost. They don't feel valued because they don't they don't value themselves because if I believe there's something in them that says you are you are more than what you've accepted even if that more meant that you are the barber that someone comes to you are you're the singer you're the you're the poet you, whatever whatever but somehow. I think there's a great sense of of people needing more. Like I look at these some of these young people, and I hear how just long for something. Like I I ran into a young lady today, you guys, um, and she was sharing with me that she's getting a divorce, and she's newly new new to Memphis, and. And I said, "Oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that." And you know, very young. And I, she, and she said, "It's okay." She said, "I, I, I just realized that he's more gay than he thought he was." And that struck oh. me as interesting because I'm like, "Okay, what does that mean?" So I asked her, and I said, "So what does that mean?" She's because I'm thinking maybe she just found out. She was like, "I knew he was gay, but I didn't know he was that gay." If you're gay, you're gay. Right, right. And if you and if and and, and what's that gay? Like what what does that what definition does that take on in that sentence? Like, well, I I married him, but I knew he was gay, but I didn't know he was that gay. And that stuck with me. But like that word that like that gay like how does I, I, like you saying well, how do you measure it and and if he is, he is, and it doesn't matter if he has one man a month on you or ten. He's gay. He's you know, you know what, Tammy? That that sounds like somebody who thought that they could change somebody, and when they found out they couldn't, they wanted to they they wanted to quit. Could it, what do you think so, about this one? Could it could it also be that? And I'm I'm gonna go here for a minute. I'm gonna go here. Um, that women are so desperate to be married that because of of society says if you're not if 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 somebody don't say I do or ask you to marry them, then something must be wrong with you. 
do you think that people are desperate for things like this, certain things, just, and marriage being one of them? Because many women feel like if they don't have a, 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 a boyfriend or and if, and if that boyfriend is not asking them to marry them in a year or two, um, you know, that something must be wrong. And so I think sometimes they 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 take the first train that stops, even if it's not going to their location. Just to, so somebody can say, "Oh yeah, she got on the train. She I saw her. She was there. She's there." You know. Um, and so I think that has something to do with it as well. Like, okay, you know, I'm a woman. You know, this I got to be married. Mm-hmm. I I just think that plays a lot. Lot on it as well, to, and I do think that maybe may changing as well. To, to to answer your question, um, uh, well, I think you I think you answered the question. Um, you know, yeah, people people do that because they they. I guess the biggest reason is they settle, like like you were saying. Just paraphrasing what you were saying, they people settle, and. And so I think that uh, that goes along with um, why, you know, the young lady probably did that knowing that this man was gay because there's no way that you marry a man knowing that he's gay if you're not interested in a gay man. Mm. Like there's, there, there's, there's no way you do that. So she had to be settling. Um it's funny because I had this conversation earlier with these with these guys at at, at, um, at a bar, um, and I told them because this guy was telling me about this this app that he uses. They got so many dating apps now, but the guy was telling me about this app that he uses, and he said that um, he said that with this this new dating app. You know, everybody, I guess, put their pictures and their profiles. They do all of that stuff. But the woman has to initiate the conversation. If she doesn't, then you two won't won't ever connect. So I guess, you know, it's not just, you know, you see the other person's profile, they see yours, and then you say, then one person, you know, starts a conversation. It has to be the woman. And I said, well, that sounds like this meme that I that I saw on Facebook not too long ago, and and what you were describing to me made me think of it. And it said, the meme said, um, men men have sex with, and I'm gonna say have sex with for the sake of the radio show. Said that men have sex with whoever they can, but they marry who they want. And then it said women have sex with whoever they want, but they have sex with, I mean, but they marry whoever they can. So basically, yeah. (laughs) So basically, um, in terms of just dating or casual sex, um, Women have the upper hand, right? Because mm. they know, for the most part, 
you know, they can sleep with whoever they want because they know, you know, the average man is going to be down to have sex with them. But then the men have the advantage when it comes to marriage because they know the average woman will marry them because men want to have sex. Women want to get married pretty much. You know, if you think about the average person, um, or at least, you know, what we hear and what we see. And so that that came to mind as you were talking about um, the young lady, because that, that just blows my mind. But it's, it is 2019, and people do crazy things. Um, yeah. But I think that, I think that, um, one other thing I want to share too, Tammy and, I, and Tamari and I were talking the other day, maybe yesterday, and um, what we are seeing now is only going to get worse. And the reason I believe that is because we, like the scripture says, do not conform to this world. We are getting um, further away from being transformed by the renewing of our minds. We're getting far away from that and closer to the world or worldly things. Um, We're getting closer to, um, or we live in such a digital age now where you can have pretty much anything with just the click of a button. We also live in an entitlement society. Mm. And you know, we live in a society now where, you know, uh, white privilege or what we know of as white privilege has been, like, multiplied by 10, so much so that, you know, people like Lori Laughlin, um came out and, and, and you know, she's she goes in for her first court hearing after what she did, after paying $500,000 illegally for her daughters to go to, to, to be able to go to a, a particular college and the cheating that she did to get them accepted in there, knowing all of these things, she's signing autographs from what I heard on one broadcast when she goes in for a court hearing. And then because she didn't... Um, plead guilty to the first set of charges, you know, she got slapped on with some more, but she didn't take it seriously. But that's the society that we live in, where people have no sort of relationship with God. Like, I remember a time where, you know, people may not have been, you know, what you consider a fiery preacher or somebody speaking in tongues, but people at least had respect for God. They at least had respect for him. You know, people at one point at least had respect for church. You know, but now people are in church doing ungodly things with, 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 with no fear. People are, you know, in church um you know, all on all on their phones, not even paying attention to the word. 
people are doing things in church now and don't even care. Like I like you know, um, even sexual things. And I and, and I even look at and I'm gonna and I'm gonna go here. Um, and, and and no, this is not. I'm I'm gonna use Paul's words. This is not the Lord talking. This is me talking. But it has become a mockery to where you got these reality shows. Like, what's the man named John Gray? Like, Jesus was about his father's business, as it is quoted in, in, in the scriptures. Now, granted, Jesus also didn't live in a time, you know, where social media was popular, but to me, why does your churches, um, why does your church need to be a reality show? Why why do you have to create all this drama for TV for your church? You know, and then all of this stuff coming out about him cheating and buying his wife Lamborghini. Now he needs a roof for the church, and that's just too much to me. People should be able to, if you are a leader, if you are a church leader or a religious leader, people should be able to show up, get what they need, and be on their way. Not the extras. And I'm going to say this last thing, Tim, and I'm going to turn it back over to you. Um, Because we've had this conversation before um, about... um, Churches and everything And this guy said something earlier And it made me think And he said If Churches Pay taxes If these people had to pay taxes If churches had to pay taxes Or if the the pastors or whoever Like if they were held financially Responsible By the government You probably wouldn't see as many Churches as you do today But because You know you file for a, uh, I think it's a Tax exempt status or 501c status I think it used to be a 501c I'm not sure if it still is But because you can do that And you don't have to pay taxes People get in it And make a business out of it Because it's a way to earn To earn an extra income and not have to give any any of it away. And I'm not saying that, you know, that's true for anybody, but it just made me think that, you know, yeah, churches don't have to pay anything. So would we take church more seriously? Would we take God more seriously? If there was more accountability. Back to you, Tim. Wow. Um, I want to go back to the the, um, three things, renewing. You talked about renewing the mind. I want to briefly um, just kind of discuss 
what that means as far as mm-hmm. renewing. Um, and some of the words that come up are restore, refresh, renovate. And I always liked that word renovate because I think about when you renovate a house, how you pretty much do everything but tear it down, and sometimes they they do that, but that's that's a that's another process, another word we need for that. But when you renovate something, you kind of go in, you kind of gut some stuff out, you take 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 much of it out, and keep the foundation. Um, but rarely do we think about, and, and I'd like to say becoming unlearned. Um, and and we why don't we almost have to because we have we're in a generation where I know for me as I look back. Or forward, maybe I don't know what, what what the proper word for that to be, but as I look at even the state, mental state, the spiritual state of of people um, that I looked up to, that 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 I should be able to go to, um, there's 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 a lack. There's something lacking, even even so. And whereas back in the day. As a young girl, and maybe it's because I was younger and I didn't really see, but there was something about that generation um, that I grew up in, meaning um, like the women of that generation. Like you said, they, I mean, doesn't it doesn't mean that they were doing everything right, but it was something about their respect for God. For his house, for his word, there was there was a level of respect um, and faith as well. And there certainly was not, which was another word you used. There was not the sense of entitlement. And when you when you spoke about that word, it reminded me today. I was I was doing a reset, and I'm looking at all this. Stuff it makes no no sense, and I'm this I'm I'm this way. Like if something doesn't, if it truly does not make sense, and I've tried to put all the pieces together to make it make sense, I just don't get it. I have no interest in it. I don't want to be a part of it, and so I have to recondition my mind to say, well, you have no say in this. This kind of what Mr. Walgreens wants to happen here, or whomever. But it's like you're doing these resets, you're changing things, and there's all this stuff. And so you're practically moving it to another place just for the sake of trying to get someone else, get 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 the attention. And, and I've heard stories of why they do this now, but even like when I go to the grocery store every now and then, they're doing this big shift of moving items. And one of the people told me, well, you know why we do that, right? Because we want you to be lost. We want you to go down aisles and see things that you may not need, but we want you to buy them and blah blah blah. And I'm like, why do we ha- why do we want that? And it's it's because of money, of course. But as I'm putting these these all these toys and these things up, I'm thinking about these little children who I see often come in, and they every time they come in, they want something. They expect, for the most part, every kid that comes in that store, they want to go out with something in their hand, and it could be two, three, four, five-year-olds, and they get to the, not all of them to this, but I was thinking today, because they get to the point where they will scream, they will pout. I was thinking as I was doing that, I, I really hope 
that my grandchild is not this way, that she doesn't get addicted to things and toys that she will want in the store and go home and never touch again. Like the car ride home is about as much she wants to deal with it. It's just that to get something so that we we, we have this nature of consuming. And I'm wondering how does that three, four, five-year-old get that? So because now we have 15, 16, 17-year-olds who, who have this sense of entitlement, meaning, you know, well, I turn 16, I want a new car. Not a used one. I want a new car. And they're expecting their parents to buy it, whereas you're getting one-year-olds who have five, six, seven hundred dollar birthday parties that they don't even know what's the the definition. They don't know they're turning one. They don't know what one is. And so now I can see the cake and all that. But when you said entitlement, you're so right because, and and I think that entitlement that we carry, I think that as well keeps us from truly serving. Seeking, I'll say seeking, surrendering, and serving God. I truly think that it it puts a middle man between us and God, and that middle man is not Jesus. So I'm, it, it's some, it's us. It's the ego. And um, there was something else you you brought up about the the lady, and I can't think of her name. The college. Uh, who made the college payment, and I believe you said it was like $500,000, right, something like that? Yeah, Lori Lawson. So, Rodney, what what is it? And I did hear about that story. Like, what is it that would make a mother besides status? Like, so that shows them how much status is put on, and not I'm not knocking college, because we need for college professionals co- – College people just like we need the mechanics and the barbers and, and everything else. But what would make, because when I heard that story, I was like, I just told my mom, give me the $500,000. Give college. I can do something with this. <laughs> you know, don't pay $5,000 that much for me to go. Bad, give it to me and let me make it go. The bad part, Tim, is that the girls, um, I don't know about the other daughter, but one of the daughters told and I think it was both of them, but one of them made a video, Tammy, talking about how she didn't even want to go to school. Now, your daughter doesn't want to go to school, and you still pay $500,000, and that's not tuition. You pay that money just to get her through the door, knowing that she does not want to go to school. How crazy is that? Hmm. Wow. That's crazy. That's and it's, elite it's, a lot of the parents are, they want, well, you have to help me with this one, but parents want, I think a lot of parents are living, and I'll be honest, I had to, I had to make sure, I remember a time where I had to back off and make sure that I was not, trying to make Brandon do all the things that I wish I had. And so I remember mm-hmm. going telling him, I don't care what you do. If you want to go to McDonald's, all I ask you to do is don't don't stay at the cash register. Try to own one. Mm-hmm. Just, just try to 
try to progress and be whatever it is. But now, if he chose to stay at the cash register and he's happy doing that and it and it pays his way to the way that he's comfortable, then you know what? I got a that's not my that's not he's that's not my life. And so I think a lot of parents are trying to live through their kids and still needing that validation, like, okay, this is my kid, so if my kid is doing this. And, Rodney, I've never heard anybody say it better than you when you said parents are, will jump on the bandwagon when the kid does something great. Oh, that's da 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 But they never want to take on the ship when the ship sails. I mean, ship, ship, um, mm-hmm. goes, you know, goes to the bottom or whatever. When things change, that there's no, there's no kudos, and that's, you know, that's my son at that time. So it's just that it's, it, we're in a, di- we're, in, we certainly are in different times, and it's a different world. But we are, we still claim to be people of God. So if, it, if so, if it's different times and it's a different world, then aren't we? As the people, like, aren't we the cause of it? All of us. Aren't we responsible for that bratty kid who comes in and screams because he doesn't get a toy, he or she doesn't get a toy every time they come to the store? Mm-hmm. And to this dad who's told me I'm having trouble with my six-year-old, and so I'm like, so what do you do? Well, I sent her to her room, and... About five minutes later, she came out. I hate you. I don't like you. Da 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 da. I'm like, so what did you do? I just sent her back to her room. She ain't got no room. What? What? You know, she's six years old. You know, so I'm just like, and then these kids grow up, and Rodney there at your school, and where you are, where you have um, expectations, you have rules. that they have to comply with, and and so now coming from home and parents who've who've given me everything and I've not had to do anything and I get what I want, what what are they going to do for you? So it's not a thing. Not a thing, but make your day just that much worse than it is because they feel like there's nothing you can tell me to do. You're not my mama. My mama, my daddy, make me do it. And and I know people who tuning in, they're probably saying, y'all, this has nothing to do with Romans. But I promise you, if you figure out what Romans is about, which we started out that way, about um, a change of the heart, a true spiritual change, provision, redemption, the, it's the heart of the gospel, holiness. And it's those things we are missing. Like, it, when it talks about that we cannot you we cannot do these things in our own doing or on our own we truly need to seek god just like just like we are just like we are pick up your cross every day and what's on it, whatever is on it just don't deny what's on there because the the minute, and I think that's what we've started to do, the minute that we deny that. And Rodney, in Chapter 9, you, you brought out about the, um, what shall we say then? 
Is there unrighteousness with God? Certainly not. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whomever I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whomever I will have compassion. So then is it mm-hmm. not that so then it, it is not of him who will, nor of him who runs, but of God who shows mercy. For the scripture says to the Pharaoh, For this very purpose I have raised you up that I may show my power my power, meaning God's power, in you, and that my name may be declared in all the earth. Therefore, he has mercy on whom I, whom he wills, and whom he wills, he hardens. And that part was interesting to me, Rodney, that and whom he wills, he hardens. Um, you will say to me then, why does he still find fault? For who has raised his will? But indeed, O man, who are you to reply against God? Will the thing formed say to him who formed it, Why have you made me like this? Does not the potter have power over the clay? From the same hump to make one vessel for honor and another for dishonor. What if God, wanting to show his wrath, and to make his power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath prepared for destruction, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, which he had prepared beforehand for glory. And I'll just end with, with 24 and 25. Even us whom he called, not of Jews only, but also of Gentiles. As he says also in Hosea, I will call them my people who were not my people, and her beloved who was not nor, who was nor beloved. And it shall come to pass in the place where it was said to them, You are not my people. There they shall be called sons of the living God. So, Ryan, I love what you said about you. You, we will allow ourselves to go in a state of confusion, trying to figure out why good things happen to bad people and why bad things happen to good people. Because really, Mm -hmm. I control it. It's not our business. But if we if we go back to this. If we look at it, that it's all for the glory of God. Because somewhere along, and I know this this sounds crazy because it, it, it sometimes it, it sounds crazy for me to even say it and think about what I'm saying. Um, there have been some things that have happened that seemed so bad, like, God, where are you and why? But when when the meat, when the meat of the um, uh, what, tribulations, the trials and the tribulations, like when, 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 when we got to the meat of it all, there was such, such um, a presence of God. There was more of, and it doesn't mean that going through was not challenging and it wasn't spiritually um 
that you don't feel spiritually defeated sometimes and like wanting to give up. But if we would just count it all joy, like that word says, if we would just pick, continue to pick up our cross daily, not denying anything that's on it, not not condemning yourself to the point where you feel unworthy, because it tells us here, he has mercy on whom he wills, and whom he wills, he hardens. So God could, you, you could, life could be super, super. And tomorrow, there may be some glory that needs to come out of your being hardened. Or your mm-hmm. trial or tribulation that you have to go through. And the battle is, is, I'll say this, the walk is not easy. And I think another reason we feel sometimes so defeated for those who are truly trying to seek, surrender, and serve God because there's a lack of people who truly want to pick up their cross without denying it, what's on it, allowing God to use them, to harden them when his will says to be hardened, to, and, and, and vice versa. You know, we want um, we want the easy button, and we want everything in life to be how we want it to be. But at the same time, I don't I don't think we we know how we want it to be. So um, we really did wing this 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 Romans nine and ten, didn't we, Rodney? But so relevant, <laughs> so relevant. Yeah, and and Anything and, and Tammy, that's for you. Say that again. Anything out of chapter ten? Chapter ten is a, a really, um, I think it's kind of short. But anything out of ten stood out to you? Uh, let me go back and um. I have a couple of things highlighted. Like I said, I didn't review. Um, there is. Let's see, man, where is it? Um, what, what things did you have highlighted, Sammy? There's there's a couple. One that stands out is the very end of chapter ten. All day long, I have reached out my hands to a disobedient and and contrary people. That's one that really stood <laughs> out. You're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you go back up to verse 3, Sammy, it okay. says, For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believe it. So, You know, it's talking about people who, you know, basically create their own religion, you know, or create in their mind what's what's right or what's righteous. And it says have not submitted themselves unto the righteous righteousness of God. Well, if you if you are Creating your own righteousness, then why would you? Why would you submit to 
the righteousness of God. Why would you think that you need God when you've already formed your own religion in your in, in your own heart? And I think, you know, we get wrapped up in that. You know, um, I saw it, you know, even growing up in, in the church and even in my early 20s where people would, I guess, like they would talk as if they're like trying to think for God. Like they'll like they would say, you know, I, oh, I, I, uh, you know, I hear you, Lord, I, I, I hear you, I see what you, I see what you're saying. <clears throat> but they would be making up things in their own mind, mm. you know, and that's that's scary to me because you don't have to think for God. Because, number one, you can't think for him. Because even in Isaiah, it says, my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So how is it that you are trying to create your own narrative, or you're trying to create your own word for God, and you're not even on his level of thinking? And then, two, it's in the Bible not to change the scriptures, not to add anything to them, not to take anything away from them. So if you want to know what, you know, God has said in the past, all you have to do is read the scriptures and stop trying to think for God. Rodney, can I interrupt stop you for a minute? Reminds me of something Absolutely. you used to you used to say, um, and I'm, I'm going to say it in my words because I don't know exactly how you said it, but I know what you meant, how you you don't say yay or nay, meaning like you, you, you know how people will say, well, God told me this and God told me that. And, 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 and you're right because a lot of times when, when people say God has told them, and I'm not saying God does not speak to us, but you have some people that they will say some things that God said that that totally contradicts um, the word of God. Um, uh-huh. And I'm saying how you, and I don't know if I've ever heard you even come close to saying what God told you, like this and that. Because sometimes if, and I'm, t- I'm going to say this kind of the best way that I can, but sometimes people say that God has told them some things that I'm like, okay, now if God told you this, what about this? And it seems like they are making God's word not true. That's the best way to be said to, to sound more respectful, like not true. Um, mm-hmm. And and the word tells us that that we don't we 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 don't know what to ask for. So instead, just Say the a, a good way to to pray is say the Lord's prayer, and I remember that that when that became profound to me. So it's like so you saying that I don't I don't really know what I need or when to pray and how to pray for it. <laughs> um, and so I my a lot of my prayer prayer time has has come to saying the Lord's prayer. I know when I wake up at night, whether it's to get water, use the restroom, or whatever, or if I just wake up and don't get out the bed, I'll fight. The Lord's Prayer, and if you ever just had that, if if, if you maybe we should do that on a show, broke 
had a, a chance to break it down, the 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 meaning, the the verses of the Lord's Prayer, it is quite interesting, quite interesting. Mm-hmm. But just having that in mind, that the words is you know that we don't know what to ask for, what to pray for. So I'm gonna give you this basically. Yet we still sometimes ask for things, um, and even the things that we ask are sometimes out of ego and entitlement, and based on things that we want versus what we truly need. Um, so I just I just thought that was interesting as you were were talking about, and then the word righteousness you brought that up in Romans. The word righteousness is it's the key word of Romans, and it is mentioned it is in the in Romans over sixty plus times, over sixty times. Mm. Um, and so that that's a lot. So study. I know when we started this, we were giving out words telling you guys to write them down, you know, do your own Bible studies. Study the word righteousness. Start start studying those words that, that Rodney, I don't hear a lot of anymore, like um, restoring, you know, restoring. Um, it's another one that they used to, uh, deliverance. Deliverance was a word that I used mm-hmm. to hear as a girl in, in church. Righteousness, holiness. It's just like you don't hear those words anymore And so if we're not hearing them Our soul is not taking Our soul is not Participating in those things It's not purging The things that we get from the world While we're out And then if we're not praying and If we're not reading our word Like I've not been doing lately You get beat down quickly So quickly So um, Rodney I, I know we're coming Coming up on ten o'clock here soon, so I'm ready. If there's nothing else um, you have uh, out of ten, I'd like to just pull, put one more thing out there, and I'm gonna turn it over to you, and you can um, we can work to end it, or we can keep going with this one. But we were just in Romans ten, and there is uh, let me see, red. Okay, so Romans ten. Um, Verse 12, uh, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I found that. Now, I didn't, I didn't highlight chapter 13, but for chapter 12, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. And I and I think we have to put some emphasis on who call upon him. Much emphasis because there's there's a there's a lot of depth and, and meat to that. Um because of mm-hmm. course you know Call anybody can call on, but it's what's in your heart. What do you call? What's the sub? What is the substance of that calling, and the faith behind it, and the belief? Um, so I just found that interesting because so many people we put people in and we put people in these um, groups, 
you know, we group people and and we judge people. Um, but so that was one that I had highlighted as well, and and I'll leave that out there for the people. Um, and just want to remind people of June fifteenth. If you want to speak, if you have any questions, if you want to be a vendor, um, contact me, 901-830-6088, or you can hit me up on Facebook, send me a message there. Um, I don't do much of the other stuff, so Facebook will probably be the best, or give me a call, 901-830-6088. Rodney, I'll turn it over to you. Thank you, Tammy. I'll I'll just... um... I'll just say this, um, and, and, and you know, to kind of summarize nine and ten, um, to go back to uh, chapter nine, um, something very important I thought, uh, where it says, um, um, in chapter ten, in verse nine it says, "I say the truth in Christ, I lie not; my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost." that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen according to flesh. So Paul is saying that he has a heavy heart. And it's just constant sorrow and he wishes that he could be cursed from Christ for his people that's how great the burden is that's how far they've gotten from Christ that that's how bad things had gotten at this point and I think if you look around and definitely if you listen to the Butterfly Evolution show every Tuesday, even back to when we were on on Mondays, even before I even got on the show with Tammy, you should know if you listen to this broadcast, there is a reason to feel heavy. Because there's so much wrong going on every day. So many people, if you have a heart for people, so many people have gotten away from God that it's painful. And it just seems like it, 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 it's just getting worse. So many people have lost their morals and values. It's like they, they're not even taught anymore. People are, uh, you know, it's amazing that um, if you talk to, I'm 36. My mom just turned 60. My dad is I think like 57. And if I were to talk to them, they would tell me about how, you know, things were when they were growing up. They would tell me about the music that they listened to. They would tell me about 
the respect that people had for one another, for themselves. They would tell me how even if people got into fights, how they would forgive and move on. They would, they, they would tell me the differences in how they were raised versus how kids are being raised today. But this change for the worst didn't happen on its own. We had to accept it. We traded good for evil. We traded good for bad. We traded morals and values for riches, for popularity. And it shows if you look around. And I think that if you are similar to Paul, you'd have the same remarks that you have great heaviness and continued sorrow. And that you wish that you were the one that God was mad at or that Christ was mad at. Because you see how great it is. It's something to think about as we come to a close tonight. <clears throat> we have to continue the fight. We have to continue telling people the truth. We have to continue telling people what's right. Try to do it the best that we can. And and just because somebody messes up doesn't mean that their heart isn't right with God. So don't judge anybody. But just know that there's work to do. So if you are available or you can make it happen, please attend Tammy's event June 15th. And again, it's two to five, Tammy? Two to five. Mm-hmm. Please attend. It is necessary, and there is plenty to do. We hope that you guys will tune in next Tuesday. Tammy, I won't be on spring break then, but <laughs> I'll be back at work then. But we hope that you guys will tune in next Tuesday. We hope that you guys have a, a blessed week. And um, this weekend is uh, coming up, Tammy, is uh, Easter Sunday. And um, so for those of you, Listening, um, we hope that you have a safe and, 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 and happy Easter Sunday. We hope that uh, if you are taking the time to, you know, interact with family, that everything goes smoothly, that everyone is uh, on one accord. And remember, if you're going to church, it's not about what you have on but what is inside of you. That's the most important thing. So until next Tuesday, have a blessed week, and have a good night, everybody.